0: It pleases me to see you, old friend. It pleases him indeed, Jerry. Tell me, what news do you bring good King Ezekiel? Are these new allies you brought me? Indeed they
1: are, your majesty. This is... Oh, right, I forgot to mention...
0: Yeah, tiger. This is Rick Grimes, the leader of Alexandria. And these are some of his people. I welcome you all to the kingdom, good travelers. Now, what brings you to our fair land? Why do you seek an audience with the king? Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You
1: just see me. Me.
2: Hi, I'm Kim.
1: Stuart. And Scott.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me Podcast. This is episode sixty, and we're reviewing season seven, episode nine of The Walking Dead, entitled Rockin' the Road, the mid season premiere. Rockin'
1: the Road.
2: Rockin' the Road. I feel like we're even though we've done a couple over the break, I feel like this is our first time, like really back. Are you nervous? No. I just like we got the whole shebang. We got news tonight and
1: Well, yeah, it's the big deal.
2: The normal agenda. Walking Dead's back.
1: I'm very nervous. And we
2: have a ton to talk about.
1: I don't know what you two are going to do tonight. Well, you should be very nervous, sir. Excellent. Because I don't even have anything written down right now.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> great. This will be a great conversation. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm pre- uh, I'm that's ready. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shit, I've had enough time off. You'd think I'd be ready. Exactly. Exactly.
2: All right, Scott, what are you drinking?
1: What
3: am I drinking? I am drinking a beer called Infrared IPA from Full Spectrum Brewery in Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is like 20 miles down the road from me. Wow. It's it's supposed to be kind of an in-betweener between a West Coast IPA, IPA and a East Coast IPA. and mm-hmm. just, I don't know if I like the in-between part. <laughs> um, it just
1: happens to be in Fort Mill, South Carolina.
3: I was going to say, maybe that's why you don't like it. <laughs> No, no. I was no. I was kind of excited because it is so close by. Um, it's. I mean, it's. 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 It's a good beer. It's, it's just uh, a little too harsh for me. Harsh. Um. Yeah. It's a pretty strong
1: beer. I think I mean, you were saying I'm about. I'm not talking that. about just alcohol content. I'm talking about flavor wise. It's pretty strong. I think you were saying that about the beer we were drinking last week. About my beer, calling it harsh. Is it beer just, was that? Was it? Is it too rich? Like, what do you mean by harsh?
3: Well, it's just, it's a lot of flavor. It's very bitter, and it's got a, a ton of flavor to it. Um, you know, I like it a little more subtle, a little smoother. Gotcha. Um, you know, its its it's got a pretty high alcohol content, too, which is probably a good seller for people. No, oh, that'll make uh, it, it feel a, a little bit less
1: harsh after one or two. Yes,
3: exactly. It's a 6.4, but... Uh, I don't know. I'll have to try four or five more of these before we end the broadcast tonight to give <laughs> my idea if I more. like it or not.
2: Jeez. Okay. How
3: about you, Kimmy? What you drinking?
2: So I am drinking yet another variety of Sweetwater Brewing Company from mm. Atlanta. It's a session IPA called Hash. And, mm-hmm. I mean. I've had that. It's good. It's nothing mm-hmm. different, I don't think. Hmm. And it's 4%, 4.2%.
1: I think it's pretty yeah. good. I think it is pretty good. Uh-huh. As far I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not overpowering, but it's. Yeah, it's uh, like
2: medium of the road.
1: But like most of theirs, medium it's like, of the road? like middle a, of the road. There's kind of like a slight difference in taste of theirs. It's not like, um, there's not like drastic differences in their beers. No. Well, in a session IPA, is supposed to be,
3: you know, a smoother, less alcoholic, less hop, a little bit less hoppier mm-hmm. than your traditional IPA. So. Yeah,
2: and it, it that would fit the bill. Yeah, I mean it's really good. Yep. It's it's a good I've hanging out before. beer. I think it's yeah.
3: I think it's a good beer. I mean it's you know so especially for the price. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's pretty rich though. It's good. I like it. I think I think Sweetwater does a really good job in general.
2: I love for Sweetwater. Of their
1: beers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I love almost everything that they put out.
1: Yep. Yeah, and they don't and sponsor us, but but um, if they
2: want to, yeah,
1: <laughs> we still like them. <laughs> And if you ever get... Yeah, and they've gotten, a, they've gotten a lot of plug on The Walking Dead, too. Yeah, it's true. If they... Oh, Terrapin has, actually. Well, yeah, Sweetwater is, too, a lot.
3: But if you remember the episode, remember the episode where the... Uh, I guess it was the zombies fall through the ceiling of the uh, grocery store? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all in there was just Sweetwater, 12 packs all over the place.
2: Yeah, 420s. Yeah,
1: that was... Yeah. The,
2: yeah. Another great beer.
1: That was kind mm-hmm. of a rough little town. I think they had a huge beer aisle. Yeah, I like that.
2: So, what are you drinking, PBR?
1: Yeah, well, I had some of that, but yes, I'm drinking PBR. If that's okay.
2: You're so boring.
1: I'm sorry. It's really, it's really not okay. I like to say I am consistent. Is Maybe. PBR
3: um, sponsoring us or anything? I mean, no,
1: I'm but sure. They, give they them want a to. hell of a lot of plugs. <laughs> no, but I should definitely buy stock in the company.
3: <laughs> you definitely should. You just spend it all out. Oh my. <laughs> well guys, what did you what did you think of this episode? What was your general overview of what happened in this this uh second half um opening of the season?
1: I uh, you know, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was well written except for the dialogue.
2: Mm, I agree.
1: I think I was very entertained by the entire episode but I feel like man, there were some bad lines given to some of the actors. I don't know if it was cheesy. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it was directing or writing. Yeah, but it, it ended up being a little bit more cheesy, like how things were delivered. Um, Jesus, uh, Daryl, and I'll say Jesus is like a reaction, the, <laughs> the character, Jesus, the character, <laughs> the character, and uh, Daryl's lines. Gregory was. I mean, they they were all all delivered with like a little bit more humor. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was supposed to be, but some of it came across as a little cheesier. Like like when um, Gregory did his um, rhetorical, like it was funny, but it was just right. like, okay, that's a little over the top. Yeah.
2: For Gregory, I think it all worked, but for Daryl and for Jesus, it, no, it
1: worked because uh, for him, because I think he was to me in this episode. He was had a little bit more substance because mm-hmm. of that. I don't think it worked for everybody else. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time you ever saw that kind of thing out of Gregory, I think. To that extent. Like he was yeah, much the more, clowning. Yeah, he was well, much he more was, theatrical in this one oh, than he I was. He, he was definitely
3: seen. fluffing out his chest. Yeah, I mean, right. he was he was he was thinking he was in the catbird seat in that scene. Right. And he definitely played it well on that. Before he just talked shit, but he didn't, he wasn't yeah. like,
1: he wasn't That whole scene just bothered
3: me because I just wanted someone to walk up and just punch him in the mouth. Yeah, pop him
1: in the face. You know, I
3: mean, I don't even know why they're, why that, you know, for me, that's, I, I don't even understand why they're conversing with this guy. Yeah. He really doesn't have that
1: much credibility.
2: Well, I mean, they have to play the part. All right.
1: Well, I think we're getting mm. into too much. I, yes, I went yes, into yes, too yes. much detail. Mm-hmm. That was my fault. Kim, no. I, I want to hear what you thought of it.
2: No, I totally agree with everything you said. I think that uh especially Daryl's lines, he didn't even have that many lines and they just didn't come off the way that old school Daryl would have. He didn't seem very tough. I don't know if it you was You mean they
3: weren't grunted enough?
2: Yeah, he was like, Oh, oh Well, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that Negan and his people beat it out of him and that's the way why he is the way he is now, but or if this was just a total fluke with writing, but I don't know, he just wasn't a very convincing character this time.
1: I think it was writing. Yeah, I think Rick was the same way.
2: Rick was a little bit of a cheese ball, but, I mean, nothing beats the, the slow group walk up to Hilltop from the last, uh, yeah. last yeah. episode. Yeah, so, like, sure.
1: Yeah, like, a little brick road. Yeah, like
2: <laughs> 70s music should have been playing in the background. And yeah.
3: Well, yeah. you know, one thing, I, I've heard people, you know, even a couple of people left comments on our webpage, um, our Facebook page, about... Rick's uh, Stone in the Road story. Yeah. mm -hmm, About how corny it was and so forth. But, number one, I I, personally, I liked it. And the only reason I thought it was appropriate is because of the melodrama of King Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. And I felt that he was looking at the situation, and he was seeing this as a situation where he was going to have to reach this guy with a parable. Because... This guy was being so grandiose about everything. And uh so it didn't bother me
1: like it did some people. I actually kind of liked it. That part didn't bother me at all. Yeah,
2: that didn't bother I me at all. I wasn't
1: bothered, <clears> I agree <throat> with you on that, too.
2: Although I will say, when I watched it the second time, I didn't really want to hear it again. I wasn't very interested well, in that little no. story. But, but nonetheless, the rest of the episode, I think, was fantastic. Maybe didn't live up to some of the previous episodes, especially mid-season comeback episodes, but... Um, I think overall it was very good. I'm excited to learn more about the boot man Mm -hmm. and excited to learn more about the mysterious community that Rick and crew encounter at the end. And the slice and dice with the walkers was amazing. I loved it. And it was very effective. And so, yeah, I'm excited. No. Yeah. They had some cool scenes in there for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it had good scenes. It was a good episode. And I agree. The honestly, you saying that the starting with Father Gabriel and the ending with the new group probably the best parts of the entire episode. <laughs>
0: well, that's not so good, do, is so it? So do, no,
1: it's not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying. But it's, sometimes, you know. sometimes the cold open is can
3: really make the episode. Yeah. Um. Did uh? Did you guys see the guy in the passenger seat?
2: It's the second time we watched it. Yes, and it was only because. Somebody else, you had texted us saying, who was that guy that popped up in the, in the backseat of the car? And then I was like, you're crazy. There's nobody in the backseat of the car. And then somebody else chimed in on Facebook and was like, did you guys see mm-hmm. the guy who popped up in the backseat of the car? So I knew to look for it that time. So,
3: Yeah. Well, I, it's funny. I texted you and then I te- texted my son, Josh. Um, to mention, and he goes. I oh, know. I saw the guy. I saw the shadow. What was that about? And, and, and I knew, but I knew you two were just like, what is he talking about? He didn't see anybody in the car.
2: Well, because when he was loading the it's car, it's hard to see. They show it. They start at the beginning and they span down. They pan down the the back to the back of the car, and you see there's tons of boxes in the back seat. So right. he must have been either in the floorboards. Which hello, how did he get there? No, he's on
3: the he's on the he's on the passenger side seat. Yeah, I think he was.
2: So Gabriel knew he was there. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, we'll no, 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 no.
3: That's why Gabriel was so panicked. That's why Gabriel went from, they showed, they made a particular point of showing Gabriel being complacent and being happy after he read that passage out of his Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes through the sequence where he ends up in the pantry, and then all of a sudden you have all this crashing and so forth happening, mm-hmm. right? Then the next thing you see is he is frantic. Okay? He's frantic because someone
1: has him.
2: Yeah, yeah right. We, I figured yeah, that. At he's that that being point.
1: controlled at that point. Right. And I have right. to ask. And that's though, why, when you knock mm-hmm. a bunch of shit off the shelves, how do you knock beans mm-hmm. out of a can? Because there were beans all over the floor. Well, it was maybe just an open can. <laughs> all right. What, <laughs> anyway, Scott, why don't we anyway. ask
2: you how you felt about the episode and then we'll go into more oh, details right. later?
3: Okay, fine, Scott. I wasn't i wasn't <laughs> I wasn't as dire as you guys were on the dialogue yeah there was there was some stuff on there uh daryl's Daryl's lines were pretty much useless. I actually thought they i in some ways I actually thought Daryl's lines were leading up to to uh when Rick said to him about him having to stay behind he says <laughs> You talk to him, or you stare him down. Oh yeah, until that was good. Get him that was good. To convince him, uh, because you know that's pretty much what Daryl did the whole time. He either grunted or stared somebody <laughs> down. You know, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of substance to it. And and you know, and then when you heard uh, Negan called Daryl an animal over the over the uh, walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, yeah, you know what? He's acting like an animal. He's he's not he's not um, acting like the the old Daryl at all. Anyway. I'll be real interested. In all honesty, I'm going to be really interested between the uh, the the Daryl and King Ezekiel dynamic going forward. I want to see where that goes because this evidently, you know, they're playing that as being some kind of a thing, and and you know, and I think Daryl's going to do a lot to convince him. Morgan is getting boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Really, I am. T- no way! Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? It, I'm so tired of the pacifist bullshit. Well,
1: I mean, come okay, on. Okay, th- that's understandable, but <laughs> his acting is, is oh, he's wonderful. He's, he's very good. Uh, and in fact, comparing right. him to the rest of the cast when they were at the kingdom, yes. I was like, wow, yeah. oh, he's good. Mm-hmm. Because the he way is. he delivers his face, like his facial expressions, his his mannerisms, mm-hmm. his He's whole body language. Right when King
3: Ezekiel when King Ezekiel asked him his opinion, yeah, and he was surprised by that. I mean, the way he reacted to I it hated all was his wonderful. Answer, but but he, right, but, his but that's the thing. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of him taking the air out of the tires on everything. Yeah. I mean, I and I'm it's getting old. You know. I mean, you just found out that you know five of the people you knew from the community there were viciously killed and you're still playing the, you know, well, we need to find another way bullshit. Now, if they really did want to consider grabbing Negan and see what happens, Mm -hmm. that would be one thing, but you're still... That's what he was suggesting. Yeah, but you're still talking about having to
1: take on that whole community. People would still die just getting Negan. Well, and I think when he delivered, when he said that, I think he uh, mm-hmm. he was already defeating his own comment the mm-hmm. way he delivered it. He was like, well, maybe we could grab just him and maybe that. And then he just kind of trails off because there's nothing behind right. that. I mean. Yeah, I, didn't, I no. wasn't very argument. convinced
2: that he was even convinced of what he was saying. No. Like, it seemed like right. he was trying to, he was trying to maintain that whole pacifist was, thing, but he was struggling internally with like, is this the right thing to do at this point?
1: He was trying to come up with another right. answer.
2: Yeah. You know. I, I think people he mm-hmm. was thinking people were expect I don't know if he was thinking people were expecting that from him. Maybe. But I don't know. I just feel like he was struggling. Um,
3: well, I think um I, I, I overall I actually really did like the episode. Believe it or not, I did kinda like the fact that they did fake me out a bit by not having King Ezekiel go along with it. Um, Same. I really felt like that. That was kind of that was to be expected, and I love the twist of the new group at the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And and Rick's smile was great. Yeah, it yeah, was. That was good. That the ending with him <coughs> smi- grinning like with like the Cheshire Cat. I thought that was fantastic. He said, "Oh, here's my armor." All right,
1: well, you guys stop getting too detailed because you're taking away hits and misses now.
3: Okay. All right. Stop your crying. <laughs> and d- and um,
1: did I sound like I didn't like it? Because I were actually really. I I thought I'd say I said I really liked the episode. I thought it was good. You said that. Okay. I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was, we'll go over he's, more of it. I had some issues with detail, the... Uh, no, no, no. I just had some issues with the... Uh, uh, I I did think the uh, Rick and Michonne's limbo act with the zombies was a little ridiculous, even though I did
2: think it was really cool. But uh, we'll talk about that. Well, let's just jump into it then, because apparently we have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> yes. do. Right? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no the
2: biggest question to start us out with is who the hell is the boot guy and why did he take Gabriel? Was he watching long He's enough with- to know that Gabriel was the most vulnerable and that's why he took him? What the hell?
3: I don't know. You know, the the one question I had on that is, you know, one of the clues supposedly that Gabriel left behind was the note about the boat. Which like I that. thought was
2: way ridiculous. How random it was that Rick found that particular note. Well, not only that,
3: how did Father Gabriel even know about the boat? Right. He wasn't there. Unless
2: the man told him, We're, I'm right, taking you back he, to my boat because your, your people stole my stuff.
3: Well, the, 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 boot, the boot person is one of the group that comes out in the end. That's
2: what I'm kind of I mean, thinking, too. But why is he all he by is, himself? Definitely. These guys are all at a junkyard. He's in the middle of nowhere at a lake.
3: Well, I think he's just like a scout or whatever for him, I and or who who went and took Gabriel. I mean, it's definitely boot person is definitely the one to kidnap Gabriel. He's their Jesus, and
2: hmm.
3: he might be their Jesus. They have a different way of doing their Jesus talk.
2: They're they're Aaron. Mm-hmm.
3: They're Aaron. I mean, that's my. I, I mean, I personally think that that's exactly who grabbed Gabriel.
2: Well, I mean, I agree. Beginning. It was the boot guy.
3: And they'll and we'll see Gabriel in the next episode because he'll be with this group. They'll probably have grabbed him.
2: You know what? You know something I did notice is the guy at the very end, um, who was sur- one of the guys that was surrounding Rick. He had the whole like um, hoodie he had a mask pulled on. over his head and the mask. Yeah, which was exactly mm-hmm. what the boot guy looked like, right? Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so.
2: Maybe they have Gabriel at that compound. Do we,
1: uh-huh. we know? That's what, what I think. He looked like in the face.
2: No, we don't okay. know a face. We just know that I think he was wearing a hoodie.
1: His silhouette kind of had a hoodie. Yeah.
2: I feel like that was familiar. I think
1: they purposely
3: left us to believe that that's who they are, yeah. that they're the ones who grabbed Gabriel. Could be a plant. Because, uh, I, you know, there's no... Way, I mean, we we know from the beginning of this thing that this wasn't Gabriel running off with the supplies.
1: Right, right. No, even that's
3: though, fine. Even though Rosita did everything she could to convince everybody she wasn't... By the way, Rosita... Bitch. Somebody sh- shoot her. Yeah,
1: just slap I mean. her.
2: What the hell is wrong with her? Oh, God. For God's sakes. But
1: again, this episode... Differing from others, she's never been that bad.
2: Well, her man was just murdered, so I guess you could give that to her, but. But wasn't she like winking? She fucked at...
1: up last time. Yeah, wasn't she winking at um, Sasha last yes. time? They are like, oh, yeah. Yes. When they had the big old love in? Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Right. But then her other guy, boy toy, Spencer, was just gutted in front of her, too. Oh, is that
1: a boy toy? I thought she yeah. was just playing with that guy.
2: Exactly. Toy, that's boy why toy, toy, <laughs> toy. Well, I know, boy but toy. I mean,
1: there was like why no real they're... interest, is what I'm saying. Yes, right. boy toy. Not no, on her. That's point. a boy
2: toy. For her part, there was no real interest, except. So to...
1: why would she be more affected?
2: Because I think she feels like everybody that she but loves that's what you were or... just saying. Just listen. I feel like she <laughs> thinks that everybody she touches is going to end up dead. That and she's also kind of responsible for it. I
1: think she was just being a
2: bitch.
3: <laughs> I think the only thing she's upset about is Gabriel. I don't think she gives a rat's ass about Spencer. I think she had already kind of decided Spencer was a dick and was moving on. I'm not saying she cares um, about
2: Spencer. Right. I'm just thinking she's upset about the situation. So why do you
1: think that she cares about Spencer so much? Oh,
2: for God's sakes.
1: I think, I think
3: what, what bothered me is that she should actually be kissing everybody's ass because she screwed up so bad in that last episode. Oh, right. I mean, she—you know—she got, she got people killed, and yeah,
2: two people killed. Plus, right. you well, Spencer killed and himself. Eugene grabbed. But Eugene got grabbed. Well, I think right. yeah,
1: and and from those last episodes from our break, uh, a lot of what happened was completely forgotten by the characters, other mm-hmm. than the motivation to go kill Negan. So that's all right. any of that stuff happened for.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. To, to drive the story forward.
2: Right, 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 right. I see what you're saying, yes. But
1: it's like, you know, it's they forgot about it. It's like they forgot about everybody else that was killed other than, uh, what's her name, or w- when they actually say it to Ezekiel or mm-hmm. to Morgan when they're in the theater and they finally name who was killed. Because mm-hmm. he's like, who They who? named names. I was
2: actually surprised they even mentioned Spencer because they all hated him so much. Yeah. Anyways, we digress.
1: He had guts.
3: Oh. He had guts. You
2: just keep using that
1: one. I will keep. Using I was that one.
3: so wrong. <laughs> and speaking of being so wrong, I've been calling that guy Fat Larry. It's Fat Joey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I apologize to you, Fat Larry. I know you are Fat Joey, and the fact that you're killed kind of kills Skinny Joey from being anything. So now he is just Joe. Joey.
1: Yeah. Right. That was a good
2: line. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's just
3: joey that makes skinny joey redundant
2: okay so i have another question about Bootman. Mm-hmm. so if father gabriel was already under his control and knew he was there why was he crouching down in the car why didn't he so no he didn't one,
3: want anybody else to see no him. one else would see him
2: but why did he pop up so quickly? It's for the same
1: reason Father Gabriel is slowly closing the gate. He's trying to be calm when he's walking around because if anybody else is seeing what he's doing, right. he's going to draw attention. Even though he should be drawing attention to the fact that he is driving out of the compound with a car in the middle of the night. But Right, but I would imagine that whoever has kidnapped him has said that I will kill somebody
3: if you bring them to me. Now, keep in mind, too, the reason why you missed seeing it the first time is because they actually drive a little ways up the road before the person pops up.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I totally you, missed it's it. It's hard was, to see. I was focused on the back of Gabriel's head. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that shiny? side of the car. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see him at all. Oh, you mean the mm-hmm. back of his head is shiny? Because he's bald. Oh,
1: stop. No. It's like shiny things attract you.
2: I am not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a good trick. I mean, I have to hand mm-hmm. the, the writers and Nicotero one for that one. That was good.
3: Right, and they didn't. Ma- they made it very subtle. It was hard to pick up. I, I was actually quite proud of myself when I saw that and I went, "Oh, what? No, I snap. thought you were crazy." Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but that's really that's part of our conversations anyway. Yeah, um, nothing new there. So. Hilltop. Yes. And I want to discuss that asshole that leads the Hilltoppers. Why are they listening to this guy? Why are they talking to this guy? Who, George? Gregory?
1: Gregory?
2: (laughs) Well, as I was saying, he is... He gets
1: everybody's name wrong. Come on.
2: No matter who is actually the leader, the one who gets things done at the Hilltop, he is the... The figurehead of the hilltop, he's like Queen Elizabeth, so mm-hmm. they have to go through him first, and then they just kind of circumvent him, you know? Right, but 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 this
3: is not a this is not a group that's done that in the past. I mean, they kind of they kind of bulldoze their way through communities, Rick and the crowd. But they always and talk to
1: the
2: leaders. Yeah, but they're trying they're trying to yeah, do it diplomatically but t- exactly.
1: exactly. It it didn't work, and that's why when they walk out, they say, "Well, we got." We got Maggie, we got Jesus, mm-hmm. we got Enid, which I didn't realize Enid had any influence on these people, but I guess she does, because then she shows no, no, up right away influencing people.
0: Yeah.
1: But, right,
3: but we had already seen in previous episodes that Maggie had already started establishing herself as the driving force in that community. Yeah. And we've already seen some of the community people there disrespecting Gregory. Right. So so why, why are they would they not... Yeah, so why, well, I mean, once, I I guess what I'm saying is once they realize Gregory's not going to give them shit, I would have thought they would just bulldoze over the guy.
2: Well, that's basically what they did. Yeah. They went and asked. No, they left. No, they went and asked permission first, and now they're taking it into their own hands, and they're going with Maggie and Edith's group.
1: But before they were going to get all the people, because the people that were at the hilltop already said, there was that whole group that was like, okay, we'll follow you. Because we owe you, right. you our lives two but times over. But that was over. something Enid set up afterwards. I mean, that was that was not part of I, that I scene. I know, Scott, but what I'm saying is then they were going to go talk to the kingdom folks and see if they could get them on board as well because they already have the hilltop people. Just because Gregory is not on board does not mean the hilltop people aren't going to be on board. But they were going to go talk to him first,
3: Well, okay. They were going to go talk to him first. I understand that. But then when that didn't work, they were leaving. Keep in mind, they did not know that Enid had gone and talked to people. Right. Not only that, they did not know about the kingdom at that time. I know. But when they came out of Gregory's
1: office, they said, well, we don't need him. We have, we don't need him. We have Maggie. We have Jesus Mm -hmm. and we have Enid. Why do they have those three? Because they already have the hilltop. If they have those three is what they were saying. Okay. All right. I think that's what I think that's exactly what Gr- uh, Rick was saying. I was like, "Well, we don't need him, anyways." Right. I think we that's so exactly what he was saying. Okay. Okay. All right. But I'll did you that. notice that he called her Margaret? Yes. Okay.
2: And Ricky.
3: I don't know if you. Um, I don't know if you watched the Talking Dead afterwards. Yeah. But they were talking about the fact that, um, evidently, the actors don't learn each other's lines mm-hmm. when they're doing the dialogue. And that um, when Gregory was switching the names around like that, he was catching them off guard. And uh, he, uh, he he especially caught um, Rick. Uh, Rick off guard <laughs> when he called him Richie. And he was
1: kind of looking around like, oh, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. They were laughing about it. They thought it was great. So that's like his thing. Yeah, <laughs> because
2: he doesn't care enough thing. about his people to learn their names. I know well, it's, it's, it's
1: his that, way. It's his, not his not way of showing that. them disrespect. It's yeah, not, it's not even that. He's just—he's
2: in charge, so
1: he's actually screwing me. with them as an actor. Yes, yes, <laughs> which yes. I think is that too. Which is that perfect too. for
2: Xander Berkeley because he screws around on on uh, Twitter all the time. Yes, he
3: does. Yes, he's yes, hilarious. yeah. That's the thing is, I, I'm, 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 you know, I want, I don't like his character. I don't want his character, but I like him. Yeah.
1: I don't want him to be off the show because he's great. He's played such serious characters for so many years in so many films and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, And uh, he's actually a pretty funny guy.
2: What was it that we were watching the other night and he popped up on screen? It was a space one. Apollo 13. Oh, yeah. Apollo 13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He He was was one of the the mission control guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure
2: was. Very young. Mm -hmm. With the guy from uh, Westworld. Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah. Ed thank Harris.
3: you. Oh, God, if you go through that whole that, that movie, everybody's in that
2: movie.
3: I know. I know. It's like, oh, my God, everybody's facing that. Scott yeah, that is one that of maybe. Ed Harris's best. I was. Yeah. I was. I was the uh, failed engine number two.
1: <laughs> and the guy delivering
3: donuts. <laughs>
2: Thanks.
3: <laughs> That's what I did after my engine
0: failed.
2: But I really liked getting back to the story. Sorry. Uh, all of to say that. Gregory's little lines, like, hey, don't you work for me? Yeah, right. And the rhetorical. And what did uh, Nicotero said he based the rhetorical on? There was some other movie.
3: Yes, it was um, from A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, right. A Fish Called Wanda, Kevin Kline's Disappointed. Right. He opens the safe and there's right. nothing in there.
2: Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's one of my favorite lines too. I love that.
2: He's pretty awesome.
3: So anyway, yeah. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what you guys say. They are dismissing Gregory and they're moving on. And then,
2: thanks for agreeing then, with us.
3: I will. So then Jesus lays out the fact that there's another group.
2: The yeah, kingdom. That so okay. So this is another example of Jesus just being a little bit cheesy when he. The top. Yeah, when he um is like. I need to introduce you to Ezekiel. King Ezekiel. And then mm-hmm. when they go into the auditorium and he's like, Oh, and this is King Ezekiel and his and he turns around and looks at everybody's face and he's like, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. Well, people's faces didn't look like they were too confused, except Sasha was like, what the Sasha fuck? was
3: shocked. Yeah, oh, yeah. but everybody no, else was like Meh. No, I thought they I thought they were all kind of looked like they would pulled back. I you know, they were not coming down the aisle.
2: Mhm. Yeah. You know,
3: Daryl went, you know, so...
2: He's like, I, oh, a brethren of mine.
3: No, he's just like, which is his being scared sound. What the fuck, a tiger? <laughs> That's a big cat. But no, I mean, I I thought they looked a little bit taken back. They certainly weren't eagerly coming down the aisle when he turned around. That's very true. And, and Sasha's face was just like, holy
2: shit. I know, she was hilarious. That was a good one. But I will say that my favorite part of that whole thing... Was when they first walked into the kingdom and then um, they spot Morgan for the first time. Uh-huh. That was pretty sweet. That was good. Actually, emotional. my
1: favorite part was when they pulled up in the in the SUV and they get out and the two guys are coming down on horseback and the one guy was like, Jesus shit, is that you? exactly but that was after but that was after the one guy who "Who
3: dares invade the kingdom yeah right right with his uh, sword richard comes down jesus shit
2: is that you
1: no and he didn't say jesus he said his name what is his name
2: um no no that said paul said jesus
1: "Jesus, is that you and then the other guy said i thought he said bob it was paul it's paul okay okay paul because he was like yeah richard how's it going he's uh paul what are you doing here Mm
2: mm-hmm when they are telling Morgan for the first time that Glenn and Abraham have died, that was yeah very emotional because like you kind of forget that Morgan and Carol still don't know anything that has happened yet because they've been
3: what was what was um, I, what was Rosita's comment to him though I didn't understand the reference she said, are you gonna say, tell us your uh, or what you're she gonna said, say are right? you told you so She said yeah. you're
2: gonna say you were right which mm. about
3: what? I didn't know what what she was referring to. What did he say in the past?
2: I wasn't quite sure about that I, either unless I it was, had to do with the wolves or something.
1: Well, I was assuming that she was saying that because they fought or something that that was why they all died. They all died that they that they hmm. died because that they were trying to fight back or something versus uh, giving in. Gotcha. I don't know. That's what that that's what I was assuming. I thought I
3: thought Lenny James played that one beautifully. Yeah. I mean, his facial expression—you could see he was tortured on that because you know he he could have snapped at her something real right. blithy or something. Instead, he was just he was just like, you know, I just I'm just hard feel
1: horrible that this has happened.
3: You know. But I think most and, viewers uh,
1: thought, well, what the hell was that about? Right. When she delivered that line, it was like what? Like what's she so pissed about?
2: Just another bitchy Rosita moment. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a good bit of them.
2: She certainly she's
3: rolling does. With it. And how about uh, Jerry? Jerry was in there for. <laughs> <That's good. laughs>
2: I love his character.
3: I liked him. I loved him when uh, when Rick's telling the parable, and he talks about finding the uh, the person finds the bag of gold and the rock, and Jerry's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus, I am. What, what did uh, Eze- Ezekiel say? He said, "Jesus he says I am
3: pleased to see you." Like, and yeah, something goes in.
1: He is pleased to see you, he's like, and he's like, Jer- "Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, come <laughs> on." He,
2: he reminds me of uh, like your mom and dad talking to each other, Joe.
1: But you know, what, right. you know what was really great about that scene, though, was when Rick is telling them about how we're all in the same situation and Ezekiel and every, and all them are like realizing that okay Jesus told them shit that we haven't even told our own community mhm and it mm-hmm. got really serious really fast and even Jerry oh, yeah. got serious yeah about that whole yeah. that whole situation yeah. and he was Ezekiel was pissed and that yeah, was yeah cuz Jerry cuts cuts somebody off yeah yeah right and but they are saying something yeah but it made the whole like them seem much more real i think
2: Rick's mm-hmm. group, you mean?
1: No, no, Ezekiel and the kingdom and all oh. that kind of stuff. You know, because here you are, like sitting before the king, and you know, all these guys are up on stage and whatnot. And it was like, you know, this is a serious situation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're I not don't know. I don't part. know if you were watching it
3: very much, but I think one of my new favorite characters on that show is Benjamin, the kid, the kid. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah um, the kid with the staff. Because he is—he's the soul of that of that community. Yeah, he was good. He's the, he's the, um, what did I, I wrote a note to myself when I was watching He, he and Richard. He's the, he's kind of like the innocent, innocent, wise young warrior. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's building towards that and all, but he's got this conscience and he's, and he's not out of his innocence. He's not scared to say what it is, you know? And I loved watching the way he was reacting to people during that whole confrontation. You know, even when he looked at Jerry, like, oh, Jerry, stop it. You know? but you could see he was it was really it was really um working around in his head as he processed what Ezekiel was saying and he was processing what Rick was saying and so forth and you know and that caused him to actually bring it out and his his scene with Ezekiel later on where he was giving his opinion to Ezekiel I thought was a fantastic scene it
2: was a good scene
3: the kid's really good and and his, even the scene he has with Carol, I mean, his line, you know, when Carol asked him about, you know, he says that he always brings food and she says, well, why? And he, and his reply, I thought was great. He said, cause there's not many of us left, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I thought that was just a great way of, you know, he didn't just say, well, I, in case there are any people and they need food. Right. It's, you know,
1: it's not a competition. He's very
3: thoughtful. Right. He's very thoughtful,
1: which means he's probably a dead man walking, unfortunately.
2: Probably to leave yeah, his little brother behind.
1: But it's you, know, you can tell it's it's like the, the kid that Ezekiel's kind of taken under his wing and he's priming to, to be in a different position because the kid obviously has uh, a good mind. But okay. on the other side of that, you have the warrior guy, which w- I was saying earlier, Richard, who's also another right. great character that we've already been introduced to I a agree. little bit more. But yeah. um, he's kind of the battle-hardened guy. But You notice know, he still didn't get the smile out of Richard. No. no. <laughs> remember, that?
3: remember that Jesus said to him, he yeah. goes, you know, Richard, I've never seen you smile, but I
1: think today I'm going to get a smile. Out yeah, of it. which mm-hmm. I thought actually was the, was the other, other great line out of the
2: show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Richard's face, he did get excited. You could tell. Mm-hmm. His yeah. eyes kinda lit up mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, oh they're oh, talking yeah. exactly about what yeah. I wanted you to talk the, about.
1: The second Rick said that, he was like, you know, we have three three communities have the one thing in common. We all serve the saviors and Richard looked at Ezekiel like right away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, he knew it was coming and he also you know, and then he pipes in with, you know, that they could logistically help out. Yeah, I uh, really like Richard's character. That was another um positive that I had written down. I think is um he's gonna be uh He's going to be fun the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. He's a good character, especially because you can just see the pain that the guy's going through all the time.
2: Yeah. Did we talk about why Ezekiel asked Morgan's opinion yet?
3: No, but I mean, he's a trusted sage. (laughs) Right.
2: Well, this is what makes me wonder because he knows that he's a pacifist, that Morgan is a pacifist. Um, And Ezekiel, I guess, is a pacifist as well. So why ask another pacifist, you know, like
3: Ezekiel is not a pacifist. Ezekiel sent people into battle against the walkers, and that was his big argument about why he didn't want to send anybody in, else out there because mm-hmm. he got so many people killed and injured. So he's not a pacifist.
2: Don- but don't you think that makes him one now? He's
3: scared of it now. You just think he's, he's scared, scared of it, it now. Yeah. He's scared of, <clears throat> of his own decisions.
2: Hmm, right. Okay. In,
3: uh, in, in- he's scared of putting people into peril.
2: Okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. But, you know, even after he asked, what's his name, Benjamin? Like the whole mm-hmm. scene with Benjamin and, and Carol, I didn't really understand it at first. But once I watched it again and saw how Benjamin gave that advice to Ezekiel, I, I understand now that it was a lead in to that. Mm-hmm. And he had yeah. to establish. And it also
3: gave us a little bit of an insight into into Benjamin. Yeah. You know, I mean, I th- in, in the way that. Benjamin's mind is about helping people.
2: But you know. but with all the advice that he got from these people and especially for the advice that he got from Benjamin, I really thought he was going to say yes. Let's do it. And so when he said no, right. and even when he started talking to Rick the next morning, the way he was leading into his conversation seemed very positive that he was going to lean in that direction. And then in that in the next like third sentence into it, he switched all of a sudden and was like, I just can't do it.
3: As soon as he started showing the people that were injured and he started yeah. showing the kids that lost limbs and stuff like that, I knew he was going to say no.
2: Yeah. Which, incidentally, because... on The Talking Dead, they said that was Nicotero's kids. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Yep. And um, so I, I, I knew that that was coming down the pike. Rosita probably would have yelled at me, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I kind of figured, by the way, that was going. in. But, you know, I don't know if you notice also in the background, you see Benjamin working on his moves
2: Mm -hmm, yeah i saw that he was working with the stick he didn't he didn't react
3: against ezekiel when ezekiel said that Mm
0: -hmm.
3: he could hear it you know he was close enough that he could hear that ezekiel was saying no and he did not react as if surprised or or whatever i think he you know i think he knew that it was just it was a possibility that was the way it was going to go and he was going to follow ezekiel one way or the other Mm -hmm. but um i think we all know that's going to
1: change.
2: Yeah. I mean Ezekiel has to change his mind at some point.
1: Well, yeah, I think that kid's going to come. I mean, you you said at the start that you thought that uh, Daryl would have a pretty big influence on on the direction mm-hmm. where Ezekiel's going to go. I think that kid is going to for sure, um, and and that's why they keep putting him in the frame of every picture. Yeah, you know, right. Next. And I
3: think right, exactly. And I think maybe we might see something between him and Daryl to tell you the truth. Between the kid and Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, that Daryl communicates. <clears throat> through Benjamin in some respects too because, you know, G- Daryl's just too he's too raw no, you stupid dumbass, great. give me that sandwich <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly I, you know, I don't know if I can see if I can really believe Daryl convinces Ezekiel to get into this thing, but I can certainly see you know, Daryl working with uh, Benjamin or with Richard to do that Yeah, but gee, I, I guess we all know though, something bad's gotta happen and Ezekiel will get into it. I think something bad's gonna come down the pike, though. Well, when there's gonna be a confrontation with the, with the saviors. Uh, saviors. Well, when he
2: says the saviors, he says it again the saviors have never set foot in here. And right. hello, that's foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Here come the saviors. Uh-huh. So I think that's gonna be what convinces him. Something bad's gonna happen. Was tonight. it
1: Rick that said, how long is that gonna last? Yeah, or was it Daryl? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Rick. That was Rick.
2: Yeah. Um, and now you've got Daryl and Carol back together again who don't even know they're back together again but they run right they do rhyme. Right. <laughs> and, and, and and they're well, I thought it was
3: also a little ridiculous that that morgan didn't tell them that carol was there i mean i know carol told him not to but come
2: on i know really? i would have totally said something you can't trust Yeah, me she left Zakers she's now. in a little
3: house outside of town <laughs> I, just, I think it's a know. pretty
2: important one that you need to share with people
3: yeah, I mean, especially
2: with Rick, the first thing he says to
3: Morgan is, "Did you find Carol?" Yeah, she's living in a little shack outside the woods. <laughs> he didn't ask anything like, "Morgan, how you doing?" I know, "You he look didn't great. Did you get a haircut?" No, he says, "Did you find Carol?" You mean, you so, didn't pass her on the
1: way in? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, didn't you bring I think she's handing out vegetables on the outside of town right now because she's got too many. <laughs> No, I people just people are running into her in like, the on. forest. I mean, I like, what really? the hell? She's all into the damn place. Everybody in the county knows where Carol is <laughs> except, for except Rick. Rick.
2: <laughs> Where's Carol? <laughs> Carol, <laughs>
3: Carol, she left.
2: Yeah, so what do you think it's going to be like? went 500 when...
3: feet outside the gate in a think... fruit stand down
2: the road. What do you think Good. it's going to be like when uh, Daryl sees her for the first time? Like I think I, he's I, gonna be his like sappy crying huggy self, and I think she probably will be too. And then she's gonna get pissed off. What the fuck are no, you doing? No, I think
3: he's gonna do one of his, you know, throwback. Do his blinking for a little while. Yeah. You know, and then look like he's got to take a dump.
2: He's got to get the hair and out of then, his eyes. God.
3: Yeah, and then and then he'll be
1: like, "Oh, Carol, where are you, man? <laughs> got any carrots?" <laughs> Okay, there? <laughs> okay, speaking of Carol, though, what did you think about that scene with her and Benjamin?
2: That's what I'm saying. I just didn't understand it. Like I can why? understand it now, but it just was silly. She's so tough. She is tough. She's so tough. But, like, tough to, to I don't know, to the detriment of her, I think.
3: I, I guess I was, I liked the scene because of Benjamin. I don't exactly. know if I cared that much no, I,
1: I, I agree with you on that. Like, she was kind of like, you do you even just, really know how to hold a gun?
3: I mean, we talked about it <laughs> last week when we were doing our last podcast. I'm I'm, I'm a little over Carol's,
1: and maybe uh, maybe that's what I was thinking about deal. because we were already kind of discussing that. I was like, "Well, what's the point? Why do we keep showing all these scenes with Carol when we're still trying to figure out why these people even like Carol?" Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I think there's I think part of it was to give us more insight into Ben, and also yeah. part of it was to to um, like you were saying later on, Kim, to offer us uh, so an opportunity to see that King Ezekiel's still keeping up with her.
1: Yeah. Well I, I think one of the things that we brought up from the start when uh, Carol and Morgan even came in contact with well, when Carol came in contact with us with Ezekiel and the kingdom was uh why did Ezekiel latch on to these two so mm-hmm. much and, and yes, give them right. so pro- so much prominence still have no idea. in the community. Still have no idea. When he's obviously got tons of people in this community. And yet, for some reason, he, he keeps them kind of on a pedestal. Other than the fact that they're, like, main characters in our story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they're immediately in
3: on the deal with the saviors yeah, right. and but he's all this so, kind of stuff that he isn't even telling his own people. Right, yeah, he keeps that so protected. I mean, I don't know. But yet, then he's spilling his guts. to. I mean, he tells Carol about the, the, the gimmick he's running mm-hmm. at the beginning. Oh,
2: right, the very first night.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe he was trying to get lucky. I don't know, but I mean, well, I just was they're like hinting at, that like he is right, this but, I mean, affection for her. Oh, he's definitely got something for he's her for sure.
3: He is smitten. He would like
2: to court like the, the maid, Marion. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I, I mean, I, that whole thing hair. was kind of
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's you know <laughs> the whole thing did make a whole lot of sense, and that's why when you when you were talking about. Him asking uh, Morgan for his opinion. I'm still not quite sure what what it is yeah. in Morgan that he sees, other than very thoughtful guy. Um, but is Morgan more thoughtful than than anybody else in that community? Tell me more of this cheese maker. <laughs> That's right. I, I must hear more <laughs> about the cheese. And was it good? But
2: well, let's talk about the big Walker scene. This was by far my favorite Walker kill ever. Mm-hmm. This was pretty cool. Very
3: cool, cool Walker kill. Very cool Walker kill. Especially this, especially the spread shot where you see them going driving down the road.
2: Yeah. Confusing but, scene. It was a very confusing very scene. Steward had to draw a map for me to understand
1: uh-huh. this scene, the orientations of this scene. Maybe you can help me then understand why they, any of that was oh, even necessary. From what I'm seeing, okay. Let me let me just say, let me, we'll put it out there. The scene was cool. The walkers getting taken out was cool. The intensity of them getting, um, you know, the dynamite and things like that. And the bomb disassembled and all. Yeah, very intense. Very intense. Great scene. Right. But I, like, I had to think about, okay, orientation. Like, what is going on here? Because they're coming up an on-ramp. And between the on-ramp and the forest and they look off in the distance, there's the saviors. Right? That's their outpost. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that right. the? Is it supposed to be the main one? It's not supposed to be a main one. I it? don't know. Okay. Well, we don't really know. But so they have to go down this on ramp, and then they get mm-hmm. out because okay, they're moving the cars so they can go down the on ramp, mm-hmm. which are they, on the on ramp. They go past those cars. They haven't moved the other cars back, but they look right. back down the highway, right? And that's where the bombs are set up, right? And the cars are there because they want to keep
3: the walkers. walkers on the highway. Right. They want to. They don't want them going down the on ramp. Right.
2: But my question was, Michonne... so is
1: that on ramp then what leads to the Savior's outpost? Yeah, I guess maybe. maybe. Is what is
2: No, I don't know. Here's the, th- here's the <clears throat> thing I don't
1: get, I, Stuart.
2: I mean, they maybe said that can, they had to slow them down. Me. I don't know.
3: Here's the thing I couldn't get. I probably can't help. They you. they were pulling the they were pulling the um, explosives. Yes. Okay, while uh while Carl and and them were down there moving the cars, right? Oral. Yes. Carl and the Carl and his crew were down there moving the cars, right? And they, Carl and 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 the crew are closer to the walkers than than uh
1: Rick Rick Shone is. Mm-hmm. No, right? they, but they drive. Supposedly, they drive down towards them. Yeah, but supposedly they would almost drive past okay. them. Okay, but let me finish. Okay.
3: So, the walkers, they're panicking because the walkers are getting closer and closer to Carl and the group down there, right? right? And then they all jump into the SUV. Mm-hmm. Okay? So then Rick and Michonne jump into the into their cars, and and even though it's amazing that they're running after years sitting there, not running, but nonetheless, well, um, the, they go, okay. They plow down there, and they're taking out the walkers until they get down to where they are in the SUV, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they jump out of their cars, they run to the SUV, jump in the SUV, and then back out of there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just back out of there from the beginning? That's what my question was. They didn't have was. to
1: do anything.
3: They didn't have to, to go after the
1: walkers. Okay, well, okay, I have to draw you a map, too, then. Because, but it doesn't, it honestly, it doesn't make any sense, but if, okay, where the bombs were, they, uh-huh. there were, there was a stream of walkers that were, that were just walking down the median area in the highway.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right. So they've already passed where Carl and them were on that off ramp. They already
3: passed where they were? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. They passed where they were on that off ramp. So of okay. course. So how they didn't get overrun by the walkers when the other mm-hmm. part of the herd is already past them—that's where the big question is to me. Like, right? I mean, they still could have backed out. I know, but what I'm saying is, what what um, Rick—I see what you're saying. Rick and Michonne had done right. was they took out all those other right. hundred that they thought would go around the backside and cut off the car. Right, right. That would be that much I more to get through. Um, right, but the on top of that. How do they drive all the way through that, stop, they have a wall of these walkers in front of them, but yet they're able to get out of their car, fight them off, and, and just get in the SUV that easily. <laughs> yeah, it was that like, was very unbelievable. Yeah, that was just a little silly, but... Well, it Animus. was silly. I mean, it was also silly that they were only on the meat. Oh, and, and Rick had like a, a bundle of dynamite on his chest, and he was like jumping in the SUV.
2: <laughs> no, he didn't. Yes, he I did. Thought... He did. Yes, yeah, he and did. had like six yes. or seven
1: sticks on his chest, and he's like, oh, <laughs> he and like did. jumped in. Oh, jeez, was... I didn't see that part. But then they show him like a second later, and he didn't have them, so he just like threw them on the floor.
2: <laughs> you well, didn't need yeah, that. probably,
1: probably, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, but no, that was that
3: was kind of funny. But I just didn't. I I just I, I kept looking at a thing, going.
1: Just back out. He should have just started throwing those sticks of dynamite. At him.
2: Well, how convenient that the ones that Rosita tossed actually went off. There was only well, like three sticks said, there.
3: She
1: said that they were damaged.
3: They were damaged, and she was concerned about them. Yeah. And she proved to be right.
2: So here's the
1: other question: Did uh, Carl and them have the other explosives? Yeah, they were in, in the in trunk. Yes, they were they in. They already in the, in the trunk of the okay. SUV. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. How did Rosita get all this knowledge of?
3: Well, she was. She was in the military.
2: Oh. Wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. Abraham yeah. was.
3: Yeah, she was in the military
1: okay. at one time. Okay,
2: okay, so she, that makes So she's sense. got
3: explosives training, I guess. Okay. You
1: should know that because she wears extremely tight military clothes all the time. Oh, right,
2: exactly, because exactly. exactly. all the soldiers exactly. I know dress like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was
1: like mm-hmm. the tightest cargo pants in the world.
2: Yes. <laughs> they're, not,
1: they're not carrying much cargo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but everybody else seemed uh, to be, like, as soon as she was like... Kinda,
1: Takes away from her tough persona. I know,
2: I know. But as soon as she gives the order to start dismantling the bomb, everybody suddenly became like a bomb expert, yeah. and they're like, "Let me just cut this wire." I, mean, I know they were just trying to to take it off the line, but it's like they didn't right. care what they were touching I or yeah, cutting or they, they kept or showing everybody, and they're like, "Gang," I know, like, just popping, just popping yeah, off.
3: Like, I did, I did love wires. The, um, oh god, what's her name? The one who's always got the funny lines? Tara. Oh yeah, she backs. Tara, away. The way she's looking at it, she's kinda like, uh, I'll go over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's awesome. it? like, if This thing's goes off, this is it's taking us all out.
1: But it was like, You're yeah, like, uh, I mean then okay. yeah, you see like Rick cut the dynamite off the gasoline tank, mm-hmm. and then he pulls the fuse out. And it's like, why didn't you do that shit to start with?
2: I know. <laughs> Not that we know anything about well, dismantling bombs. Who well knows? we
1: really, we we don't know shit. I would I would I mean, have to my, my first thought would be okay, you take the fuse out.
2: Well, she
3: said, she said, right, but Rosita did say once these things are unattached, they're inert. They just, as long as they're not damaged. And the one she pulled was the one that was damaged, and that was the one that ended up
1: blowing up. Yeah, they're not Mm -hmm. active. They're not, you could throw the thing and it's going to blow up, but it's, yeah, it's not active at that point. It's still got nitroglycerin in it. Now that we've had our dynamite moment. Yeah, sorry. That
2: was a good one, Scott.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all the episode. All right. I think we broke that down. Broke it up. Broke it out. Let's take a break. Okay. I
1: think we blew that one up. <laughs> Don't listen to these two
3: idiots. We'll be back in a minute and we will discuss some more of that. Well, I
0: saw a but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road. I'm so tired of gone, but I'm out on the road again. I'm on the road again. I ain't got no woman just
3: to call my special friend. Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, we still got a couple other things to talk about from the episode before we go into our viewer news and so forth. Um, we, uh, at, at this point in the show... Um, they they go back to Alexandria and they've heard on the radio, of course, that um, Negan's people are heading back that way because they're looking for Daryl, right? Yeah, and Fat Joey and died. Fat Joey died, which made uh, Skinny Joey pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're racing back to Alexandria before the folks from um, the Saviors get there. Simon and his gang. Simon, who proceeded to pull a Pull his inner Negan
2: mm-hmm.
3: for twenty minutes.
2: He was um, very dramatic.
3: He was very well. very Negan
2: theatrical. You know,
3: he didn't. He didn't quite bend over as backwards as Negan does, but he no. He tried.
1: He tried yeah. very much. His well, head couldn't
2: quite touch his butt.
1: Well, he can't really um, bend over that far back because he has that huge horse mouth. <laughs> so it yes. kind of weighs him down. I love
2: so, his smile. He has Don't a you great like
1: his he smile. A, he's huge though. He's yeah. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Oh yeah. It's his selling point. That's for sure. <laughs> right. But but during the uh,
3: ransacking of Alexandria, that's when they discover Rick and, and the group discover that the pantry has been stripped clean. And um so. <laughs> at, <laughs> so at this point, we realize that uh, something's amiss, but he had to wait until the saviors got out of town before they could really address it. Um, and that's when they inform them that, that uh, uh, Father Gabriel went missing at the beginning and, and then rick finds the notebook that mentions in the back page which i'm not sure how he found that but on the back page it mentions the boat and i and then of course they assume that that means the boat that uh uh rick and aaron found right where the supplies were
2: right right, right.
1: Well, so did it just say the boat i'm trying it to just remember. said boat it just said boat. Okay. It said, very
2: you- sloppily scrawled into the book
1: which i assumed was left by the guy I actually wasn't quite sure. I what was figured, the ledger to begin with?
2: It was the um, pantry oh, ledger that Olivia kept to show how yeah, much was, was in the pantry. Yeah, it was everything. And was the weapons, in the weapons she, and
1: everything. She drew, the, she drew the bat on it and so forth. No, she didn't. He, that's The saviors drew the bat with yeah, the. Yeah, because
2: it belongs to uh, them now.
1: Yeah, the bat with the gotcha. barbed wire on gotcha. it. Because that's what yes. they scroll Lucille. into everything. Right. right. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, so um, they decide
3: to mount an expedition to go find Father Gabriel.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um so we have uh, five of our five of our gang go out that that day.
2: So here's what I don't understand. How did they get to the junkyard? What led them there? I know they were well, following they footprints. The they went to yes, the boat first. They went first, to the boat. And they yeah, followed they footprints the from the boat. From the boat. Okay, good. So we know that he's one of the junkyard dogs. Mhm.
3: Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Now what we still don't understand is how Father Gabriel knew about the boat, how he knew that Rick would find that note there. Right. um, And be able to piece together that, just because it says boat in the notebook, that's that that particular boat. That he wasn't just dreaming about boats one
2: day and just decided to scrawl it in his notebook. Well, not only that, Father Gabriel didn't do that.
3: Not only that, Father Gabriel didn't keep that ledger. That ledger was kept by the people
0: doing
1: the pantry. Yeah. So... You know, I, I I thought it was a hell of a reach. Wait, like he should have put it
2: in the Bible.
1: Okay, so okay, right. that was in the ledger. It was okay. the The boat thing yeah. was in the ledger. It was the not pantry ledger
2: in the yeah. Bible? Right.
1: Because yeah. yeah. sounded. I thought that at first you said it was in the Bible. But no,
2: it should have been no. in the Bible.
1: Okay, had to been in the Bible. That would have been a little bit more believable. Right. But but you would have um, thought they were talking about Noah.
2: <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> Okay. Um, that's a good So point. anyway, that's what draws them on their
3: expedition <laughs> to go find Father Gabriel at the boat. Book of and Genesis. And then they find the
2: footprints,
1: Anybody? and then they find the junkyard.
2: So Rick is pretty excited about these people.
1: And, and his, but they all, Scott, Scott said that from the start. His, his expression like said it all because the one thing that when he was with the kingdom, that was the one thing they were talking about is they need the numbers. And right. so when he walked in there and all those people gathered around him, he smiled because it was kind of like, "I got the numbers now," even though yeah. they're not on his side. He, he, you know,
3: he's
1: he he knows he can convince them, right. but he also sees
3: that they are well armed. And or they, they have they?
2: nice hairstyles.
1: Were they well
3: armed? I don't yeah. even know. Okay, they look yes. kind of apocalyptic. Yeah, but they had tons of guns. Okay. And and yeah you know, yeah, and Rick says, you know, he's thinking himself. I can convince these people. They they have got to know about the saviors. So you're actually in um, Rick's
1: head listening to I him am. talk. Okay. Hey, listen. Listen. They found the boat. That is why you're on this podcast. Hmm. You he this has that insight. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. It is it is weird that he, all of a sudden they find okay, there's the shoe print and they're like, "Oh, that's where to go. That's the guy that was watching us in the boat that we never saw <laughs> watching us in the boat. Because we didn't know anybody was watching us in the boat. But everybody at home knows that there was a guy standing there watching us in the I mean, boat. It
3: was, it was a hell of a reach. I mean, that whole scene was a hell of a because reach. Because
1: we we but, actually said that that episode with Aaron and, and Rick on that boat, we were like, wouldn't it be so cool if they showed you know Rick or Aaron talking in the canoe and you saw that guy again on the shore right. still watching him? Mm-hmm. Not just the one right. time, but you kept seeing him. Mm-hmm. Even though right. they, because they were so distracted, they would never have seen him. Yep. No. So. But,
3: nonetheless, they uh, that, that mm-hmm. was their vehicle to get them connected up with this other group. Yeah. Um, now, Kim, is this group in the books at all? Because um, I did see someone put a message on our board, something saying, are they the Whisperers?
2: I was actually going to talk to y'all about this, like whether I should do a little comic book. Little splurb where people Well, you
3: don't have to tell us much about it or to tell us anything about it. I'm just curious. this is this a
1: something that it sounds like people are are hypothesizing that this might be from a group from the comic book.
2: There are mm-hmm. whispers in the comic book. whether these are the whispers or not, I have my doubts. Okay. And okay. mostly because the whispers come much later. Okay. And they're not not—they're not a group we want to deal with.
3: See, I, I prefer, prefer to the, call them the Junkyard
2: Dogs. I like Junkyard Dogs. Let's do that. All right. I don't think these are the Whisperers. I, I thought about okay. it really hard. And I even looked back through the comics. Did you? I'm not, I don't think these are the Whisperers. Okay. So we'll, we'll, until
3: we hear differently, we're going to call them the Junkyard Dogs. I'm
2: even dogs. wondering if this was a group that was created just for the TV show.
1: That's what I'm wondering too. That's why I want to ask. Well, maybe they're offshoots of the wolves that've been tamed.
2: That's what Stuart was saying when they first started walking up. Was oh, they're wolves. Mm-hmm. They did, but they, they did, did it, look a little bit like they the did wolves, look like but wolves. But the wolves.
3: run around with empty guns, and they
2: didn't have W's on their heads.
0: Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So, so yeah, we'll we'll find out soon. But um, if you if you're a listener and you've read the comic books, let us know if you think it's the Whispers. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Let us know what you think in general.
2: Well, yeah, but I want to hear everybody's opinion about but that.
1: That's, I agree.
2: All right. That's all I'll well, say about that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, it, I don't. I don't think it was very. Um, it, it didn't seem like a very safe situation, especially when the the main woman is shown. I believe it was in the previews where she's like, "Next we, week, yeah, we own you now."
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's you see Spikey Walker guy in the own. back. Oh, yeah, and we're spiky. Says, so we, we... were are uh, owned by uh, the saviors.
1: So Sp- saviors us. So spiky Walker guy that they keep showing, he didn't show up Looks yet. Looks
2: cool. Pinhead. He's yeah.
1: cool as shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's next week, I'm I looking think.
1: looking forward to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: These are some funky folks. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Um, So uh, do you got any predictions
2: for next week? I think it's going to be more of the same, just trying to, to gather the numbers that they need to... To have this war with Negan. Um, I'm hoping we actually see Negan next week. And we'll find out more about this. uh, Junkyard Dog group. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. That's about it.
1: Yeah. And there's going to be reactions from Negan and the Saviors. And you're going to be wondering. Okay. Are they going to find everybody now? Yeah. But um, yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, Rick and them dealing with this group. And trying to convince them. I think that's going to be pretty much the entire show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I
3: think I think the junny dogs are gonna be the focus of the show. Um in Hilltop, I think.
2: Yeah, and I doubt we'll even see Father Gabriel yet. He's he might be MIA for a couple of episodes. Maybe. He might be.
3: He might be. But I do think that the, we'll see a little bit more of uh of Maggie and Hilltop
1: maybe consolidating things there a little right. bit. And I think there's gonna be definitely an in depth um conversation between Ezekiel and Jerry. Where mm. he tries to get, you know, like some sage advice from Jerry. From Jerry?
2: Yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Jerry's just
3: gonna go, Ho ho, yeah.
2: <laughs> right on, Katie. Right
3: on. All right. All right, so um all right, so we've couple covered our episode for this week. Do we have
2: Hit or Misses? Hit or Misses. Mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. one Scott you go first, what's your hit all right
3: my hit
2: um
3: is i, I think we all would say that the the uh the Walker Plow was a fantastic scene, yes a thing so i i it's too easy to say that's my hit, okay because I think we all pretty much glow glowered over that one. I think uh Benjamin was my hit of the show okay. I thought his character was great in this and um I really like his interaction with King Ezekiel and so forth and and I also loved the way he's working with Morgan and stuff so that was that was my hit. Okay. Kim, what's your
0: hit?
2: You mean to go first? All right. So my hit was definitely the Walker kill first of all. That was like I definitely agree with you that is the overall arching hit for the entire uh, episode. But secondly, I would say Morgan. I just really liked the scene where he finds out that Glenn and Abraham have died. And I thought that was some really, compared to everybody else, compared to Daryl and uh, what's his face, Jesus on this episode, I thought that was some really strong acting on his part. So, um, and I think he handled the news pretty well. I kind of expected him to start crying a little bit, but because of his soft little heart. But yeah, that was my hit.
1: Okay. Stu, you got a hit? Okay, mine was um, the comment that I think you mentioned earlier from uh, Rick to Daryl when he says, stare them into submission. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was perfect following how little dialogue that Daryl had. And it was right. just like. You know what? Just stare him into submission if you have to. I know. I mean, it was
3: almost like, it was almost humorous on his part because he was like at first saying, talk to him, convince him. And then he was like, or just stare him into submission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
1: was a good line. It just sounded sounded like an offhanded comment they would just have between each other that wasn't even part of the show. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, I think he was getting such a stare from Daryl at that
3: point. Mm -hmm. He was just kind of like, or just stare at him like you're doing me. Um, my my miss was, I would say my miss was going to be Gregory in that whole confrontation, but I think you guys kind of convinced me maybe they did kind of dismiss him anyway. So um, I'm going to switch over to my, my second miss, which was, you know, and Kim, it's funny because what you said, I, I thought that whole conversation between Morgan, Rick, and Daryl was just silly, mm. um, where Morgan wouldn't say anything about Carol, you know, what really – you know, where Carol was and so forth. I, and, and and you know, and and just got your nice grunt out of uh, Daryl and so forth, you know. And I was just kind of like, eh, it was kind of a silly scene.
2: Yeah, but, you know, the one good part of that scene is that Morgan admitted that he had killed somebody. And it was like he had to convince himself and the guys that, like, I killed somebody. I did it because I had to. I didn't want mm-hmm. to, but I did it because I had to, which I think is a little bit of foreshadowing as well, because it makes me feel like Morgan's going to turn a leaf when this whole, when he hears more information mm-hmm. about Negan. I don't know why he didn't feel that way when he heard about Abraham and Glenn, but that's right. the way it is. But I think it's a that's little bit of foreshadowing.
3: I, maybe. I, I I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a silly scene, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't, I did not... I didn't, number one, I didn't understand why why Rick didn't even ask Morgan how he was doing, considering he hasn't seen him in all that time. And and just the way that whole conversation went, I was just kind of like, eh.
2: Well, I think there's a no. little bit of strife between the two of them still. But I think that you could bury the hatchet at this point and yeah. check on your old friend. I mean, they've been through a I lot. I think I
3: could have done without that scene.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was not it was not a strong scene at all. I agree. So... Your miss? My miss, I'm going with all miss. characters this time, is Rosita. I think that Rosita's character came off way too strong and way too bitchy during this episode, and I didn't really see the point behind it. Why did she need to be that way? We all know that Abraham died, and she's upset about it, but come on. And and why is she so nice to Sasha, and then all of a sudden she's a meanie to Sasha?
3: The only thing I could think of um Me. is... Is, you know, I I think, you know, my first inclination is like, she's got no reason to be bitchy at people. She should be kissing their asses about the fact that they hadn't killed her. (laughs) But I wonder, because of her personality, if maybe her way of dealing with guilt is lashing out. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're trying to show here is that, you know, she does feel guilty about the shit she did that got some people killed. And... Oh, and instead shit. of, you know, dealing with it, she's being taken away. Exactly. Instead of dealing with it like that, she's instead lashing out at people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt on that.
1: Only on that aspect of it. They were being over the top with it, which means that mm-hmm. obviously they seem to be trying to prove a point with it. But I agree with you. And my miss was the scene between her and Sasha towards mm-hmm. the end when they're leaving the kingdom. And Sasha came up to her and said, oh, I right. thought he was going to say something different. I can't believe he even said that. He's, she's talking about Ezekiel. Yeah. And she said, just be, and Rosita said, just because we slept with the same guy doesn't mean we're friends.
2: Just Because right. we had sex with the same guy. Oh, yeah, guy. sorry. Excuse me. Which made it mm-hmm. more harsh to say yeah. it that way, I think. Yeah. Made mm-hmm. it more dirty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she was yeah. the one who was in love with him, but Sasha was just fooling around with him.
1: It just seemed like a useless confrontation to me. Yeah, I think she was just being, trying to be vicious. Oh, yeah. And I don't think she necessarily had, you know, I don't know. But it, it, but, no, but that scene itself is like, why honestly, why did Sasha even go up and say that to her?
2: she's trying to be sentimental. I mean, not sentimental. She's trying well, to be nice. They, they gave the Pally grins to each other yeah. in the last
3: episode I for guess. God's, yeah, God's the high sake. Yeah, the hatchet. Yeah, I mean, that's what she was thinking they were doing. High and high Sasha's high. a better person. Yeah. You know?
2: Yep. That backfired.
1: Yeah. Wah, wah, wah it was just it was odd. Weird. Yes. Uncomfortable scene. It was very odd. It was odd. It was very <laughs> old.
2: Alright, we got a ton of well not a ton, but we got some listener feedback from you guys.
1: Yeah, a ton. We're only gonna share a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You a that ton.
2: So Anne Frank on Crank said, You guys got me in the TWD spirit. And he's referring to, or she, sorry, is referring to the um, preview episode that we released this past weekend leading up to the season, to the mid-season premiere, and went on to say, I share that the past few months I was not as eager as in prior seasons. Isn't JDM already confirmed for next season? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is confirmed for next season, which means well, then that would mean he he's won't not be getting killed this, this year. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, um, I didn't know that. Yeah,
3: I guess I should have looked on IMDb. That might have answered that question. <laughs>
2: yes, um, yeah. but I'm glad that we were able to get you in the mood to get back into the game. Well, I think we,
3: I think we, I think we, we did got that to got ourselves. ourselves in the mood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know I wasn't as fired up to it, but, uh, but anyway, it was good. Um, David Valentin asked, "Are these the Whisperers?" Okay, that's where I read that. Yes. Ah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we answered that. that. that that is the question we were wondering too. I guess we'll find out. If anybody else has any comments about that, please let us know. And Brandon
1: Mitchell said on the Facebook page, "Oh my God, heart was racing during during the explosive removal scene. I love the mass zombie clothesline."
2: <laughs> Me too. One of the best, definitely
1: ever. Definitely, that's a good way to put it, though. Clothesline.
2: I also liked it that they had. I think Nickitaro said they used drones to film some of that, and so you uh-huh. got like this overhead view but also you had this camera that was going down the median and so you got to see Mm. body limbs flying everywhere and blood splattering that was pretty sweet
1: I heard they killed tons of extras during that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or at least maimed a lot I hope they got paid paid well well they were yeah their families got paid well Yeah, and they were extremely excited about being in the scene
2: they were that's all that matters yeah right
1: Mm -hmm. if you're gonna go Mm -hmm. you're gonna go especially
2: to get taken out by Michonne and Rick
1: yeah that's true. Yes. Yeah, they can the, use that on the their They're the, getting taken out by the Rickshaw It's not like a rickshaw. It's a Rishon, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's a Rishon. Yes, a Rishon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doreen Green also commented on Facebook and said, Cool parts, overall, six out of ten. The Morgan pacifism thing is really old. I agree. It's been addressed at every angle many times before. Rick is rickier than ever. His ropey draw is turned up to 12. The recruitment stuff was predictable. Saviors were the most entertaining part. Daryl's lines were so bad. See, they agree with us. You are either with us or you aren't. LOL. King Ezekiel is a little much, especially after he spelled out how he came to be his character. The stone in the road story was so cheesy. Angry emo killer chick that Rick smiles at is a little intriguing. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. The junkyard dog girl.
3: Right, 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 right. Yeah, Doreen and I kind of went back and forth on a couple things on online about that, but uh, definitely uh, I, I I agree with most everything she said there.
1: I I have to disagree with King Ezekiel though. I mean, I, I in mm-hmm. some way agree that like while we are watching it, you're kind of like like even when he's having his conversation with Benjamin, you're like surprised that he still has to kind of keep that mm-hmm. persona. Yeah, he's like uh, King right. is happy with you, blah 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 blah, but he's consistent. He is. Other, and that's where the, uh-huh. the the conversation with Carol is weird because I don't think he ever right, drops he his guard. because he completely dropped yeah. all that. He doesn't drop yeah. his guard with anything. Yeah. Though, if we knew him a little bit longer through more episodes, that might have uh-huh. been established a little bit more that he really doesn't drop his guard. And yet... What if he's in battle and, and he's
3: just like... I'll doth take you on, and then he's like, oh, shit,
1: I'm (laughs) out of here.
2: I'm pretty impressed he can
1: keep that going. He drops the dreads and takes off. (laughs) Give me my (laughs) scepter, I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, Kim, we got any news? We actually do have some news. Sweet. Why yes. are you so surprised? There's so much going on. So
2: much going on. Okay, ratings are out for the mid-season premiere, mm. and it's good news. Yay! This. Yeah, they are much higher than the mid-season finale mm. back in um, what was that December. So they pulled. In is that
3: because everybody listened to us
2: last week?
0: Yes.
3: Yes. It was solely because of our influence, everyone good. to
2: watch, good. And, good. and it happened. Mm-hmm. Um so they pulled in 12 million you have 12 million 12 million
1: <laughs> million
2: viewers million. 12 million viewers 7.3 million were in the 18 to 49 demo so they got a 5.7 rating whereas in December it was more mm-hmm. like a five point one rating with only ten point six million viewers, so that's right. a thirteen percent increase. And
3: they started the season at seventeen, I think, right when that the the, the, uh, the season debut.
2: Yeah, seventeen the, million viewers with an eight point four rating. Right, right. But after the season premiere, everything went downhill. But yeah. so I think something's. I guess people are missing it and coming back to it. Um, plus, they were up against the Grammys last night or Sunday night. Mm.
1: Um. Yeah, that's a tough one to be up against
2: But actually they said that the Grammys had a higher viewing <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes Than they normally too. do <laughs> Really? Yeah Maybe it was the Bruno's, Bruno Mars Prince tribute <laughs> oh, I was so really? sad I
3: missed
1: that really? I was
2: actually sad I thought, sad it, I I thought
1: it was the five hours of Taylor Swift mm. um,
2: Or the Bay
1: I think the Grammys would be much more entertaining If they had grandmothers That were competing against each other Whatever, man. Uh, I, Kim, Kim, that's a crickets moment.
2: So, yeah, so this is the first time that The Walking Dead has increased its viewership in the mid-season premiere since season four. So that's, that's good. pretty astounding, too.
3: And I think, I think you know, as we discussed before, too, I think this, this second half is going to take on a much more positive aspect. I hope so. So hopefully the viewership will at least maintain if not pick up again
2: and like i i i um reported was it last episode i guess it was that they're supposed to be decreasing the amount of gross violence Mm -hmm. so hopefully that'll help turning turning it down from 11 yeah exactly from 11 exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so this is for all of you like gossip-hungry type people, this is actually a sweet story that Stephen Yun, who played Glenn, and his wife, Joanna, are expecting a baby, maybe even two. Um, he posted pictures of her baby bump on Instagram on Monday, and he included two B emojis. So now people on Instagram are going crazy that maybe they're having twins, but they have not confirmed that yet. Just and they old. were married back in December. So this is maybe they got married because they were pregnant already.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> mm,
2: plot thickens. So, look for baby news soon from Steven Yun.
1: Wow, so people look into the emoji stuff that much, huh? Like people every crazy. little bit of symbolism.
2: Yes. Yeah. All the little hints. And then another little funny thing is that for all you single listeners, match.com. <laughs> Launched their first online viewing party of The Walking Dead on Sunday night.
1: Were you on that?
2: I was not. (laughs) But maybe I should be the next time. Well. And they did this because (laughs) their research has shown that people who watch The Walking Dead get a bit frisky while they're watching it.
1: Really? Oh.
2: Yeah, why? I don't know. Well, well, then maybe you should get her to watch it, (laughs) Stu. Yeah, that's never happened to us. Trust me.
1: Get what? so you guys have five kids i don't
3: know
2: (laughs) it wasn't the walking dead trust me (laughs) are you still on here (laughs) um so blinded me with science if you are single and you get excited about that sort of thing they're gonna be doing this with other shows (laughs) but they haven't announced which ones. And so the thing, the deal about it is that you can like hang out in this big chat room and watch it, or if you find somebody, you can go off into your own little private chat room and just one-on-one Diggle your berries.
3: Is that the line? What are you up to tonight, baby? Let's watch the walk. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> let's get it on.
1: I heard they're also re-showing Ka-chang. Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Alf.
3: Willie, what are you talking about? (laughs)
0: Willie, get back in your pants. Uh, What? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Willie,
1: is that Mr. Happy? (laughs) Why do you have so many cats? (laughs) No wonder you're alone. (laughs) Oh, wow. Sorry. Okay. And
3: that is all Um, of our
0: news.
3: (laughs) Well, that is that's bringing the news to screaming halt. So next week um, we have *The Walking Dead* season seven, episode ten, "New Best Friends." While searching for a missing Alexandrian, Father Gabriel,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Rick and his group encounter a mysterious collective. Its inhabitants, unlike any that they have come across. I'm 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 interested in that like unlike any that they have come across, Yeah, right. that
2: that kind of worries me right there.
3: Cuz they come did I'm have wrong. a lot of the they've come they come across have, some uh, screwed up people. They have a wolves look about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and, but they also kind of reminded me of the uh um the the ladies who had captured uh
1: Carol that time.
2: Yeah, the other the savior
1: ladies. Uh, um, yeah,
2: I mean, maybe I'm wrong about my prediction.
1: We've already had cannibals. What? How much worse could they be? Yeah, this is not Terminus, I hope. They are hanging around in a Terminus-like area. And they are, they are also saying they own them now.
2: For yeah. what end? I don't know.
1: But I think Rick's
3: grin pretty much foreshadows that it's going to be a good thing.
2: Are you guys excited to see next week?
3: Yes, ma'am. I, I am good. very much. Okay. okay. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Good. So, so, I want to find out who's going to be able
1: to get all that kudzu out of that great, that junk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no one.
2: That ain't happening.
1: Um, I'm excited to see, um, you know, what the hell happens after this whole hornet's nest of what they've stirred off with the saviors, uh-huh. honestly. Yeah. You mean with the next line? Yeah. We'll find out. It'll take a while.
3: We'll find out.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, with the horde that's been coming through there they didn't destroy the horde
3: yeah you know that's that's a good thing too or a good point because they did bring up and as a bit of foreshadowing that they were probably going to end up using that herd herd of uh walkers at some point because they wanted to keep them on the road
2: Mm Mhm. all right well are you guys ready to wrap it up wrap it up All right, so I just want to remind everybody that if you like what you're hearing, if you could please, pretty please, go on iTunes and leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you leave a comment with your review, we'll even read it on the podcast. So please do that tonight. Thanks. And also, thanks for listening to the Fear Me Podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site, and you can find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Thank you. See you.